Mitchell and Webb Sound, starring David Mitchell and Robert Webb with Olivia Coleman and James Bartman. Well, that's the last of the boxes, Mr. Wayne, but you have paid for the full unpacked service. I know what I've paid for. Sorry, I always like to recap when I'm tired. It's realistic. So, have you marked on the boxes where everything goes? I think so. Okay. Uh, some of these boxes are marked with a sort of squiggle. It's a bat. Oh, right. Are they for the loft? I haven't got a loft. I'm downsizing. Now, I can see. We picked this stuff up from a gothic manor, and this is a one-bedroom flat. One and a half bed. There's a study nook. That's where the bat phone goes. Is there a socket for it? I'll have to run an extension cable from the hall. Fair enough. Uh, so, uh, where do you want the bat stuff? In the bat areas. What? In my previous home, I had a manor and a bat cave. So I'm going with the same rationale. I've divided the flat into bat and non-bat areas. So is the, is the study nook a bat area? No, I can see why you think that, because I'm putting the bat phone there. But the bat phone is to call Batman from a non-bat area into a bat area. So... <laughs> Ironically, the bat phone, though a bat item, goes in a non-bat area. It's the exception that proves the rule. Uh, are you going to have a normal phone as well? Yeah, and a fax. And a bat fax. Okay, uh, so I, I see you've got a balcony. That's a bat area. And uh, an entrance hall? Manor, non-bat. And, and the kitchen, I assume, is non-bat? No, the kitchen's bat. The kitchen's bat? Yeah, I need the kitchen to be bat. Bedroom? Non-bat. Airing cupboard? Bat. Utility area? Non-bat. Okay. But my utility belt is bat. Okay. Uh, and the lounge? Both. Both? How does that work? I've got a beaded curtain. Uh. So this side, all this, is the non-bat area, and on the other side of the beaded curtain, that's bat. Right. I must say, you've got a lot of bat areas. Well, I discovered that most of my stuff, the stuff I wanted to keep, was bat. Once you get rid of the tapestries and the suits of armor, it's, it's mainly bat. I, I had to lose four or five harpsichords. Uh, I just kept the bat one. So that goes on this side of the curtain. Uh, okay, but I, I, I'm not sure the whole harpsichord will fit in the bat half of the lounge. A, a corner of it will poke through the beaded curtain. Well, that corner of it can be non-bat then. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Okay, uh, what, what do you play on the bat harpsichord? It's just one song. It's a beautiful song. The Batman song. Do you know it? No, I don't, I don't think I do. It's beautiful. It goes... Dinner, 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 oh, yeah, dinner, yeah dinner, no, dinner, I, I know it. Don't interrupt. Dinner, dinner, I've, lost, I've lost count. I'll have to start again. Dinner, 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 Batman. Okay, well, I'll get started. Um, this pumice stone and towels, that's all marked Batrooms. Sorry, that, that should read bathroom. That's, that's not... That's not bad. Okay. Uh, oh, here's the extension. I'll just get the bat phone plugged in for you. Thanks. The bat phone. Hello? Really? I'll be there as soon as I can. To the bat area. Ow, my knee. I, I banged it on the harpsichord. Oh, nasty. And now, as part of our urban subculture season, where we try and be interested in things that we don't really approve of, like that horrible skateboarding area near the National Theatre, which is such a shame that they're finally taking down, so now those noisy kids will have nowhere to clatter about in a threatening way, and there'll just be a restaurant or something. How awful, boo, brackets, hooray. This week, we talked to some graffiti artists. You know, vandals. The whole city is my canvas and my tag is my painting. And what's your tag? That, that is, that's my tag. What, that, that sort of 
Squiggle. Yeah, I do that squiggle as often as I can. Uh, you don't choose your tag. Your tag chooses you. Perhaps you'd like to do it for us on this wall here. Just done it. Oh, sorry, where? All over that wall. That's, that's a blank wall. Yeah, well, the tag that chose me is a good quality primer followed by two coats of an exterior white emulsion. Um, unless I'm doing wood, in which case I use a weatherproof yacht varnish. Oh. You, you've gone right to the edges. Well, yeah, that's part of my tag. I always go right to the edges. And, and what do your family think of your choice to be an urban artist? Well, my mum's always been very supportive. Uh, when I couldn't find other outlets to express myself, she let me do my tag all over her kitchen and spare room. Um, <laughs> Of course, when you're indoors, the tag is a bit more complicated because part of the indoor tag is putting masking tape on all the door frames, light switches and sockets, but it's who I am. And have you received any official recognition for your work? Well, yeah, I have. In fact, I was awarded a grant from the council. Uh, a grant to support your art? Yeah. Well, I think officially it comes out of the maintenance budget, but um, that's just an accounting thing I don't understand. I'm an artist. I just travel around the city in my van doing my tag. And is that your van? Yeah, that's it. It says Brent Council Maintenance Team on the side. Yeah, that's my tag on vans. Oh. Well, thanks very much. And maybe if you have time later, you could come around and tag my shed. No problem. And next week in this season, we'll be trying to convince ourselves that tattoos are fine all of a sudden. He's absolutely gorgeous, isn't he, your Jack? He's a little heartbreaker. Oh, thanks. And your Izzy's lovely. She's a little flirt, isn't she? She certainly is. Oh, look, she's giving Jack a little kiss. Oh, that's how it starts. He'll be kissing her back. That'll be next. Yeah, next he'll be telling all his mates about it. That'll be next. And she'll be laughing at his mates' jokes to make him jealous. Oh, because she's a little flirt. And he's a little heartbreaker. <laughs> Next, he'll retaliate by getting off with her sister. That'll be next. <laughs> next, she'll forgive him because he's so good looking. Oh, but the relationship with her sister will never be the same. And he'll propose out of the blue. That'll be next. Oh, that'll be next. They'll marry in Hounslow Registry Office. That'll be next. But split up at the pub reception. Oh. Because she sat on a stranger's lap. So he's had sex with a bridesmaid. Mm, that'll be next. Next, they'll get back together. She'll trifle with the affections of co-workers. Because his modelling makes her insecure. That'll be next. He'll fritter away their savings. On apology presents for his indiscretions. Mm, they'll have a drunken row in front of all their friends. He's got a job offer abroad and didn't tell her. And she's sexted a colleague because she's a flirt. And he's a heartbreaker. Oh, that'll be next. That'll be next. Next, he'll take the job. They'll separate. For 11 years, but never divorce. Because they're still obsessed with each other. Next, they'll meet at a friend's funeral. Do each other in the toilet. That'll be next. <laughs> They'll move back in. That'll be next. Next, he'll get depression. Because he's losing his looks. She thinks it's her fault. She invites a neighbour into the hot tub. And he sleeps with the neighbour. Because she's a flirt. And he's a heartbreaker. <laughs> next, she meets someone else. Someone who reassures her that she's good enough. And he has feelings for a young barmaid. Who thinks he's a laugh. And doesn't care about his looks. Which have now disappeared. Oh. And they look at each other one morning. And realise they've wasted 50 years on the relationship. Mm. They got together too young. Yeah, they rushed into it. Hello, MOTT Yes, that's right. This is the Ministry of Things That Are Apparently True. Yes, we do exist. The rumours are true, ironically. How can I help you? Yes, that's right. It is apparently true that if you put your PIN number in backwards, the police will turn up. No, of course, it isn't actually true, but it is apparently true. Just think about it for 20 seconds and you'll realise it will be completely unworkable. Not at all. Bye. The cash point thing's really taken off. Yeah, classic, apparently true. It's plausible enough to believe for the first second, and if you don't think about it at all, you might end up passing it on to someone else. We haven't had such a big success since Walt Disney. What about Walt Disney? Well, apparently he was cryogenically frozen. Was he? No. 
But people will vehemently insist that he was purely on the basis that someone once told them that, which means we're doing our job. Peanut. Thanks, I will. Not put off by the 25 different types of we. <laughs> <laughs> People love free peanuts and yet they don't eat them because of that. I love my job. <laughs> Are there even 25 different types of we? <laughs> well, it depends how you define type of we, as the people who believe that story almost certainly never ask. Anyway, we should get on. I'm afraid I've got some unsettling news. Our budget's being cut. Our budget's being cut? But why? Well, apparently they want to spend more money on education. Never mind what they apparently want. What's the real reason? Trident. Um, yeah, they, they need to double Trident's budget or someone might find out it's not actually there. Trident's not there? No, it's just a load of empty tubes. How do you know? Because I suggested saying that apparently Trident isn't really there and it was blocked at a high level. Blimey. So we're really tightening our belts. We're closing down the whole Bruce Lee department. We're having to scale back you're only ever ten feet away from a rat to you never know you might be quite near a rat. And we've only got budget for two more ex-lovers of Valerie Singleton before the end of the fiscal year. Ah, oh, and then there's that blasted merger. I mean, what on earth are we going to do with those guys? Look, I, I know you don't like it, Brian, but we're going to have to learn to work with them. In fact, we're already running late. Uh, send her in, would you? Hi, uh, you must be Catherine. This is Brian. Yes, hello, Catherine Higgins, Department of Things that are suddenly everywhere. Uh, now, I know some of you are sceptical about working with us, but I promise you, we share the same aims. It's all about providing people with just enough anecdotal trivia to distract them from the fact that everything's screwed. You do it with myths, we do it with trends. I mean, had you ever even had a burrito before 2006? People like talking about that kind of thing. Not as much as they like talking about how leaving bottled water in a car apparently gives you cancer. Oh, please. Look at all our success stories. Salted caramel, Zumba, twerking, all totally unnecessary and suddenly everywhere. We've got people eating burgers from breadboards and chutney from Kilner jars. And I reckon that's at least as effective a way of stopping them worrying about how the oligarchs have got all the money as speculating about Jamie Lee Curtis's downstairs. I think that's rather... Uh... Look at this photograph of my children. I took it with a digital camera, but it looks like a rubbish, colour-saturated 70s Polaroid. We've got people suddenly thinking that's better. Now we can make them do anything. I, I must say, I do think that's cool, but I don't know why, because it's obviously worse. But look, I'm an admirer of your work. Bumblebees Can't Fly was amazing. <laughs> Moths Drink Your Tears While You're Asleep is adorable. And then, of course, the brilliant Tom Cruise stuff. Uh, yeah. Actually, that wasn't us. <laughs> Hello. Oh, hello. I, I, I like your shirt. Okay, right. Thanks. S sorry, are you flirting with me? What? I, I just wondered if you... Seriously? What kind of a shut-up, repressed, insecure culture are we living in where one man is socially incapable of complimenting another man's clothing without it being interpreted as a sexual solicitation? Okay, sorry, sorry, I know, sorry. It's just, um, I, I don't know, you, you did come over and stand right next to me. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm not leaving the obligatory metre-and-a-half vacuum of space between us. Obviously, I'm infringing on your private male territory. All right, yeah. I, I only mentioned it because, you know, we are at a urinal. So, <laughs> so, so what? You, you think that relieving a basic biological function is a cue for me to start feeling amorous? Or is it just possible that I've come in here for an innocent, heterosexual, standing-up wee? OK, sorry, I, I didn't mean to offend you. I mean, I'm gay. 
Well, mm. just, just because you're gay doesn't give you the right to interpret my politeness as romantic. All right, but um, you, you know this is a gay club, don't you? And, <laughs> and it's singles night. Yes, and I enjoy the music. This is the 21st century. I'd like to think I'm allowed to exercise some cultural variations without having the reputation of the venue thrust onto me. And your T-shirt says, here, queer, and full of beer. <laughs> I, I like ironic T-shirts. OK, so do you want to take your hand off my bottom? Prude. <laughs> Hello, Simon. Welcome to heaven. What happened? You died, Simon. But do not worry, you've made it to paradise. But before I can let you through these pearly gates, I need to ask you one quick question. Of course. Have you seen that Lone Ranger film starring Johnny Depp? Yeah, that's two and a half hours of my life I'm not getting back. Actually, that's where you're wrong. <laughs> you do get that time back. What? Yes, everyone on Earth goes around saying, I won't get that time back, and positively delights in telling everyone that they won't be getting that time back, but we actually do give that time back. It's only fair. Oh, great. Do I get the time back all the other times that I said I won't get that time back? Yeah, most of it. Uh, let me go through the list. Did you watch the Queen's Diamond Jubilee Flotilla? Yes. <laughs> it sounded like it would be spectacular, but I soon realised it was just some boats floating past a bigger boat. Oh, and I spent a lot of time playing Angry Birds. Do I get that back? No, because Angry Birds is fun. In fact, heaven is mostly people playing Angry Birds. Oh, it sounds wonderful. Well, um, I think that's everything you're owed. No, wait, I once watched the National Lottery Show by mistake. Good try, mate, but you don't get anything back for that. But there was a live performance from Maroon 5. Oh, uh, OK, you get three minutes back. So what now? You send me back to Earth and I get to live for an extra six hours. Yes, but use the time wisely. Why not spend it doing something truly fulfilling? You could watch one last sunset with your wife. Yeah. Do some gardening with the kids. Mm. Or have a walk through a cornfield and appreciate Earth's wonders. Do I have to? Or could I just go into heaven now? It's the angry birds, isn't it? Well, it's not just that. OK, it's mainly that. <laughs> Fine, then. In you go. Knock yourself out. Cheers. Bye, then. Great. So that was all a waste of time. <laughs> That's five minutes I'm not getting back. <laughs> We're going to be late. Just a minute. Best part of an hour to slip into a dress and bung some slap on. What do you think? Great. The taxi's waiting. Great. Yeah, you look great. Yes, but I've put on weight since I last wore it. I think you're beautiful. Who else is judging you? Come on. So what do you mean, who else is judging me? I've got the test next week. What test? My womanship test. There's a test? Mark, where have you been the last two decades? I've got to pass the test or they'll put me in special measures. Why do you think I buy those depressing magazines with close-ups of armpit hair and thigh bubbles? I thought you liked that stuff. Like it? I just spent 20 minutes ripping out my crotch hairs with hot wax. You, you like those makeover shows? Have you ever seen a makeover show? Not been in the room while I watched one, I mean actually watched one. It's like taking a hammer in the face. So, so all this is for the test? Exactly. And the crunch yoga, and the spritzers, and the spanks, and the Gillian Flynn novels, and the touche clat in three different colourways. I don't even know what it is. Nobody does! <laughs> Just like nobody wants to follow Cara Levine on Twitter, and nobody needs 15 types of eight-hour body moisturiser. Nobody wants DVDs of those god-awful Sex and the City films of Christmas, or have to have an opinion on Liz Jones. Do you think I want to hear words like thinspiration and Toblerone tunnel come out of my mouth? <laughs> Mark, I paint the ends of my hands. I don't know why. 
Nobody knows why. I've got a 2-1 in medieval history and the last four books I read were about cake. But, but I, I don't care about all that. You could be wearing a rotten T-shirt and a pair of dodgy leggings and you'd still be the finest woman I'd ever laid eyes on. Oh, you don't understand. If you fail, they... they make you a man. Wow. What, really? They do that? Yeah. Where do you think Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen and Michael Ball came from? I'd still love you. What, as a man? Y yes, if it made you happy, if it meant an end to all this rubbish. Yeah, I reckon I could go gay for you. <laughs> you? Gay? You'd never pass the test. <laughs> The Amish community is a deeply reclusive one, which shuns the modern world, only appearing in 20 or 30 TV documentary series a year. I'm just going to plough this field using a horse. Lovely in three, two, one, go horse plough. But their simple agrarian media ideal is under threat. This year, fewer companies than ever have commissioned reality TV series about the secretive world of the Amish. The producers said they were not going to make the programmes this year, and we said, why not? And they said, well, we have already made Amish a secret life, living with the Amish, trouble in Amish paradise, uh, beneath the hat, face to face with the Amish, behind the hat, back to back with the Amish, the great Amish bake-off, uh, Amish dog hospital, uh, truly madly Amish. Snog Mary Amish, uh, beard care tips from the Amish, uh, the Amish factor, and strictly Amish dancing. And so uh, the Amish had been covered, and we said, But uh, why don't you make another program? And the producer said, What's changed? And we said, Well, nothing, that's the point. Um, nothing has changed since an unspecified moment in the olden days. And they said, Yes, but they had already filmed that. So desperate were the Amish to preserve their tradition of grudgingly accommodating intrusive, sensationalist documentaries that they even stooped to pitching their own ideas. This is all very well, guys, but these storylines, girl wants to uncover hair, boy discovers alcohol, man finds city noisy. Feels like we've really done those now. So, so we're looking for something that will bring the Amish bang up to date. But then we'll just be like normal people, but who haven't got broadband. If the cameras leave, then one of our most treasured traditions will be lost. Uh, whenever an Amish boy turns 18, which is about 50-50, because of the no medicine. Um, he's given the chance to experience life away from the documentaries. Two weeks uh, when he's allowed to do whatever he wants without being filmed, edited and voiced over. If you do not make the documentaries, then the two weeks away from the documentaries will be meaningless. Now that's a fascinating tradition. We'd, we'd love to make a documentary about that. Make a documentary about the two weeks away from the documentaries? Yes. But don't make any documentaries about the rest of the time? Yes. To me, that is more confusing than a hand dryer. Or, I, I suppose the one element we haven't covered before is the moral side of things, the way you reject the materialism and greed of the modern age. We could do something about that. Well, all right, but it'll cost you. <laughs> Sorry, uh, am I in the right place for dating in the dark? John, lovely of you to turn up. Everyone started without you, I'm afraid. Have you dated in the dark with us before? No. Oh, excellent. Well, we do find it gives people like you a lot more confidence. <laughs> No one can see each other, so you've, you've got no fear that they're judging your wonky nose or that bad jumper or anything. Right. So, deep breath, I'll open the door and lead you to your chair. 
Oh, it is pitch black in here, isn't it? I probably shouldn't say this, but you're the ugliest one here, so you're, <laughs> you're onto a winner, whoever you pick, really. This is John, everyone. Hello. Hello, John. Evening, John. Evening. Well, uh, there we go. I'll, um, I'll leave you all to it. Right, OK. okay. So, what do you do, John? I, I, I'm in IT. You're in the SHIT in this place. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, and you? I work in lingerie. I'm a masseuse. I used to be in... Uh, I'm sorry, but are you just putting these voices on? What, what's that, John? Is, is there anyone else actually here? It, it sounds like you're the same person who just brought me in. Oh, it's tough. Everyone sounded a bit weird to me at first as well. Your other senses get heightened in the dark, I think. N no, you're the same person. You're obviously the same person. Honestly, mate, it just takes a while. Is everything OK in here? We're fine. John's just finding it hard to get used to, that's all. I'm, I'm not finding it hard to get used to. I'm, I'm just not paying to listen to a man doing bad voices. No, there's, there's nothing wrong with my voice, mate. It's all right, Keith. We were having a nice time until he came in. Like, I know, I'm sorry. John, look. All right, all right. If, if there is more than one of you... Why are you all sat in exactly the same place? We're not! I'm over here, like. And I'm next to you. Feel my hair. That's a coconut. I'm trying a new shampoo. Oh, this is ridiculous. Obviously, no one else has been as stupid as I have to pay you £200, and so you're trying to keep my money by sitting me in a dark room while you do impressions at me. Am I right? Yes. Thank you. Now I expect a full refund immediately. No, please stay. I could flirt with you. I'm sorry, how desperate do you think I am? That, that I'm going to sit here while you massage my ego by laughing and saying suggestive... Oh, all right. But, <laughs> but not you, the other one. And get your coconut back out as well. <laughs> Right, so I expect you're wondering why we called this special meeting today. It's not just for Suze's delicious mini Victoria sponges. <laughs> <laughs> no, this special meeting is an informal brainstorm, a sort of ideas jumble sale, if you like. Um, as you all know, Benji and Suze's Retrorama novelties has had a massive success with the Keep Calm and Carry On campaign. Um, we did the posters, the bunting, the tea towels, not to mention all the spin-offs. Keep calm and buy shoes, uh, shoe boxes. Keep calm and have some chocolate, chocolates. Um, keep calm and keep on keeping calm candles and bath salts. All those. So now we've decided that while we're definitely going to keep calm and carry on making keep calm and carry on things, <laughs> we think it's time to find the next inspirational World War II poster to update. Keep calm, the sequel, if you will. So, um, with that in mind, we brought in a special nostalgia consultant to help us out. Everyone, say hello to Wilf. Hello. So, Wilf, you actually wrote real motivational posters for the Ministry of Information in the actual World War II, didn't you? Uh, well, yes, uh, I was lucky enough to get a cushy desk job for the last years of the war after I lost my leg over Portsmouth. Ooh. Great, so, um, so now this is a brainstorm, remember, so, so there are no wrong answers. Just chuck us those inspirational slogans from the time and we'll see if we can't put a spin on them. Well, uh, the big thing was when all the American lads came over. Must have been very glamorous. <laughs> well, the problem was they banged all the good time girls, the prostitutes, and then the housewives, and soon everyone was laid off with a clap. Uh, so that was my first poster, 
Yankees, she might look clean, but she's riddled with VD. <laughs> oh, God. Um, she, she, she might look clean, but she's riddled with cupcakes. Any other slogans, Will? Well, they, they made a big fuss about waste, you know, saving resources. Oh, make do and mend, dig for victory. Stuff it up the Japs, salvage your pig iron. <laughs> No, no, I mean, I mean, no. See, how it works is we, we take the slogan, then we change it a bit into something a bit funny that women might like, like shoes or cakes. Yeah, I, I think I get it. Um, stuff it up the Japs, go shoe shopping. Uh, <laughs> stuff it up the Japs and have a cocktail. Uh, t- together we will strangle the evil spectre of Hitlerism with pampering barcel. Oh, uh... <laughs> Okay, I, I, th- I think we're getting a, a bit dark. Maybe think more girly. Uh, here's one. Women, you won't look like a leather if you work in a munitions factory, although you might get cordite poisoning. <laughs> no, oh god. Okay, Will, thank you. I think um, I think I think we've got all we need for today. You've been very helpful. Oh, oh all right then. Nice to meet you all. Um, c- can I just ask a question? Yes. Y- you all do know that that war was, well, horrible. Uh, Of course, I... what? War, it was this terrible thing that happened with people dying and getting their houses bombed and their legs shot off. It wasn't nice at all. Wasn't it? Oh, oh, yeah, more than 60 million fatalities worldwide. It It was really depressing. Oh, God, sorry, Wilf. I had literally no idea. Oh, no harm done. Uh, see you then. Good luck with your whatever this is. I had two really heavy bags of shopping and the handle broke on one of them, shopping everywhere, and this complete stranger came along and helped me pick up the groceries. And I just thought that was lovely. Really restored my faith in humanity. God, I'm sorry, I had no idea. Well, it was all right. As I say, somebody helped me pick everything up. No, I had no idea you'd lost your faith in humanity. That must be terrifying. I'm sorry? I mean, you must have been going through hell to have lost all faith in humanity and to be in such a volatile state that one stranger picking up some eggs makes you immediately reject all your hard-won, nihilistic conclusions. Well, it was very helpful of him. Okay, two questions. Number one, what was it, what terrible turn of events first led you to have no faith in your own species? I mean, I'm not quite sure what that means, but it's something huge. At best, at best, you've concluded that humans are worthless or horrible, and at worst, you don't even believe they exist at all. (laughs) And question two, what was it about someone picking up shopping that blew all that despair away? Come on, I just meant that people can be quite annoying, but it reminded me that they're not always that bad. I just want to try something. Ow! So how do you feel about humanity now, faith-wise? Well, not great, I'm not going to lie, and I'm regretting my decision to chat to you. I accept that I made an unguarded remark, but I think your forensic response to it has been both disingenuous and hostile. (laughs) Sorry, Dad. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thank you. Now, shall we cut this cake? I could eat a horse. I know exactly what you mean. 
that, Mitchell and Webb Sound starred David Mitchell and Robert Webb, Olivia Coleman and James Bartman. It was written by David Mitchell, Robert Webb, Abigail Birdess and Cicely Giddings, Jessica Silcock and Naomi Smith, Jonathan Bryden-Taylor, Sarah Morgan, The Dawson Brothers, Toby Davis, Rob Green, Joel Morris and Jason Hazley. It was produced by Gareth Edwards. <laughs>